0: You're listening to Knives Monroe versus the podcast, and we're here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is knives Monroe. how you guys doing happy new year it 's January second two thousand and nineteen and here we are, starting the decade with the clean slate and i 'm feeling pretty good. I had a terrible dream last night, something I actually didn 't know I was going to talk about until right now and it spooked me, man, and, um, I don't know about you if this has ever happened, but for years, I had the same recurring dreams, like, I never had new dreams, it was the same six or eight dreams, and they would always pick up where they left off, or leave up, where, you know, just start where they, where they left last time, where I woke up, and they're almost episodic in nature, and this dream was no different, I hadn't had one of those in a while, and, uh, This dream actually had memories and I couldn't even tell you when I had the dream prior where apparently I think I maybe murdered somebody and left the the remains, I think like a skull or something in somebody's, I buried it like in somebody's garage. Like I killed somebody, got away with it, left the remains in somebody's garage and then I killed in last night's dream, I killed somebody again and I was going to hide their body in the in the same place and i realized wait i can't i can't because i already had a corpse there and that brought up like this old dread i hadn't even felt in a long time I, when i woke up i i remember getting close to Claire and i told her can you hug me i had a bad dream and she was like sure and in that state of like mid-dream and mid-awakening this sort of grogginess i I felt I'm hugging Claire for the last time because the police are on their way and they're going to lock me up, and I have to come clean and tell Claire that I had killed these people, and look, I never did. But in the dream, I, I thought it was real because I had that memory, and so I thought, did I repress this memory of murdering somebody and chopping up their body and leaving the remained corpses in somebody else's garage? And I won't say who this is, somebody I actually know. But, oh man, I was just so spooked. And so I tried to go to, to sleep thinking that I had actually done that. And it wasn't until I woke up again a few hours later. Um, the sun had cracked through the window at this point and And I had realized, dude, all of that was a dream. And I was so relieved. But, whoo, talk about a stunning and scary traumatic way to to start the first Thursday of the decade, the first Thursday of the new year spooked me, made me feel away. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow this on Spotify, subscribe to my YouTube channel to see the video version of this. There are people out on the internet that I follow and that I respect that that don't respect the podcast form enough, I say. I think they look at it as as passive content creation. But I want to make a podcast every single day by any means necessary and I don't want to have to sacrifice quality to do that and even if that means making a podcast that's three minutes long, 30 minutes long, an hour long, whatever it is, I, I don't want to break that habit because I love this forum more than the people that put their podcasts exclusively on their Patreon and you have to pay to access that. I, I love this and I'm doing it for free and i'm not asking anybody anything in return but if you can follow like and subscribe to this podcast share it dm me tweet me email me text me what you thought about this that's my currency that's what you can do that you know there is no quid pro quo but the way you support the show puts a smile on my face and makes me feel warm and fuzzy so thank you so much for that this is the first guest of the year the first guest of the decade and this indie darlings exclusive somebody that i've been following peripherally on youtube for years for a long time and so jeremy if you're listening to this my brother that's right this is my get and i'm proud to have david cook aka nutty batuski on all the things on the podcast and he was gracious enough weeks ago to to schedule this and put it on the calendar and 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 carve out two hours of time to to talk to me and to pontificate with me and he's such a thoughtful humble guy when all you know is 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 the character online and you peel the onion back and you see that this guy's just you know a coping struggling lovely darling human being I mean I just wanted to give him a hug so bad and to call this guy a friend and to have his name on you know as a contact in my phone it's amazing man it just goes to show that like if you just connect with other people you know strict you know my new year's resolution or goal if you heard me and Claire's podcast was to strengthen my relationships with other people and this was our way of doing that and so he was such a, an incredible guest. And this is a really fun conversation that peeks behind the YouTube curtain. So if you're a creator or if you want to see the thought and effort that goes into this, stick around for that. It's really fun. And stick around for the, the music outro. It was, a, it was a good choice if I do so, say so myself. And if you make it to the end, let me know. That just means I'm doing something right. And that means the world to me. So look, I can yap and yap and yap. I'm not trying to buy time. I didn't think I was gonna tell you guys about my fucked up dream, but before we get into it, Claire's been working on on, on our website and revamping it. It's indiedarlings.net. And I said text me, you know where to find me if you're if you're cool enough to have my phone number. But you can also email me at knives at indiedarlings.net anytime. And we're open for business. So if you're listening to this and you like the way we compose podcasts and you like the visual setup that we have. Or maybe you're a fan of my short-form documentaries, my vlogs, or even my photography skills. Let's talk. Let's collab. Our rates differ from people to people, because the truth is, you know, if I really like you, we can come up with a cool deal and and do something together. And if I support your cause, hell, you know, I might I might just work with you for free just for the experience, and that's the truth. So this is a business after all, and uh, we do headshots. We do corporate photography, videos, podcasts. That's my bag. So check it out at IndieDarlings.net. Email me, tweet me at Knives Monroe on all the things. Without any further ado, our number one Indie Darling of the year. Today, my guest, my friend, the funny, the chaotic, the Jim Carrey incarnate, He's got some of the same molecules that I know Jim Carrey has. He's got, he's got the gift. He's got the shine. I love this dude. And getting to know him and talking to him, this is only our second call. Um, I mean, he's even cooler than I thought. It's one of those don't meet your heroes, but every now and then there's an exception to that rule because some dude um, turns out to actually be more human, more kind, more caring, more empathetic, more compassionate, more experienced. Um, and he transcends his YouTube persona, he transcends the gimmick, and and Dave Cook is actually cooler than his persona, but I love this guy, and be on the lookout for him, because he has such, he's such a beacon, he has such a shine to him, that you're gonna hear, a, you're, you're, you're gonna hear him in the future, so say that you heard him, and you and you discovered him first on this podcast, that would be really cool check him out he's gonna be on tiktok and i think he's gonna explode this is just my theory but i have a i have a thing i can call this and being able to put it on wax is i'm gonna recall this in the in the future but without any further ado ladies and gentlemen david cook thank you very much for listening and enjoy the show Happy fucking New Year! Sorry, that's my Chicago impression.
1: <laughs> Is that good? That yeah. nail it? Yeah. So are we? Are we on? Are we doing it?
0: We're doing it. We're doing it live.
1: Oh, we're doing it hard. We're doing it raw.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, well, first, let me just say happy you happy New Year uh, to my audience, and thank you very much for listening. I'm with a very funny individual. And I don't want to. I don't want to sell him too hard, right? Because then the audience is going to be like, "Oh, really?" Make me chuckle, sir. I'm here with yes. David Cook, but I know him better as yeah. Nutty Batuski. So, Mr. Yeah. Nutty Batuski, sir, how you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Just woke up. I'm ready to go, man. You're living Let's the dream, do it, baby.
0: Waking up at 11 a.m. How hard? Did you, how hard did you party last night?
1: Uh, so hard. It was just, it was just Netflix and one glass of wine. Yeah. Huh. Believe it or not. Craziness, man.
0: And what, what are you watching on Netflix or are you rewatching something? I usually just rewatch
1: it. Well, right now my girlfriend and I were watching, um, Fuller House Ooh. and it's, it's a doozy. Yeah. It was a lot, that's a lot better than I thought. So. Which
0: season are you on?
1: Season five.
0: Oh my, you're in it
1: right now. Yeah, we're in it to win it right now.
0: Wow, who's your favorite character?
1: <laughs> uh, I got to say, oh man, I'm so bad with these characters' names. Uh, I'd have to say I'd have to say Kimmy Gibbler, man, cuz she still she still got her old school style of goofiness.
0: What's interesting you know? is that she has endured over what 3 decades. Yeah. That's That's crazy, man. It's the person I'm thinking of. I never saw Full House, and and it never just came my way as I was growing up as an impressionable child that just grew up watching television. I never, it never came my way, so I never, I never really saw it. Which is funny because on Snap right now, you're like, "Can we push it back to 11:15?" And I said, "You got it, dude." So it's like I knew, but I, I really didn't.
1: Yeah, is it is it fine? I got you on speaker right now. Is you, that going to affect the audio in any way? So, I'm, what I'm doing,
0: I appreciate the nerd question. Um, I'm I'm recording yeah. <laughs> using my using my tech, so the audience is only going to hear what I sound like, and then they're hearing you on your phone, and you sound smooth.
1: Oh, okay, perfect.
0: Yeah, man, no need. Yeah, to, I
1: know how that gets janky.
0: Yeah, yeah, it could it could. So, speaking of all that tech stuff, I discovered you. I, I mean, Jesus, this may have been before the google acquisition on youtube uh before youtube got super mainstream and i gotta give credit where credit's due my brother found your videos on the internet and was like this guy has our sense of humor it was like it you were the embodiment of this guy and i'll link some of your if they're still up on youtube i'll link them in the podcast notes It's a very specific brand of humor. Hey, man! It it once you know. Speaking of comedy that has endured over the years, we just saw you, and it was like this guy's going to blow up. This guy's hilarious. Uh And uh, (laughs) thanks, man. It takes a lot of guts to put that kind of stuff on the internet. So, last time we talked, and we spoke briefly on the phone, maybe a year and a half ago or so, um, you were talking about, you know, still having that desire to be an entertainer and you're on snapchat right now and you i always watch your your snaps and your posts and they're <laughs> so funny i don't recommend watching them while you're driving because you might fuck your shit up because they're they're so hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. um so what are you up to <laughs> no. nowadays man i mean youtube wh- what when did you like what year did you first upload a video
1: okay so my first the first video I uploaded was I actually on my birthday in 2009, March 1st, and, and like this was like, I mean, even though this was like the, during the days of like people started having smartphones, it wasn't like well-known in the world that you can use your smartphone videotape everything, so people had digital like tape cameras that you would shoot your you would shoot your videos with and so i had so much of that footage built up over the years people like man you need to make a youtube channel so um i got i got like a laptop a really shitty (laughs) like uh uh, i don't even remember what kind like windows vista or something And i was uh (laughs) doing movie maker on it and i basically taught myself how to edit shoot and do all this stuff, and I my first video was a burp video. It was like a minute and a half of me just like drinking a whole can of Coca-Cola and just belching, and people thought it was hilarious, and then I had just hours of footage that I um, edited, and then my second one was, I believe it was uh, uh, ice and salt on my nipples or something. Ooh, <laughs> and then it back. just stemmed from there, and I started doing like challenges, and then I did the Just Eat It series and that really took off and i had some really good momentum so i just kept going with it and this was during the days where nobody gave a shit about what you were doing like you just people were focused on specific comedy there was no trends there was no like there was no eating the tide pods everyone's doing it there was no uh, you know dance moves other than like the soldier boy thing but um yeah it it uh it really lit a fire under me because i didn't know this was, like, right out of high school. I graduated high school in 2008, so this was, like, a year after that, and I was going to a community college, and I didn't really know what the hell I was going to do with my life. So um, when I got into the YouTube game, it it made me realize what I want to do with the rest of my life, and that's entertained, and to possibly change other people's lives as well in the process. So ever since then, I, I've been on but... The last, this whole decade, man, it's just been a whirlwind and stuff. You know how family stuff gets in the way, and, you know, you, you think about other career opportunities in life, but um, it's it's been a wild ride, man, and I don't want to stop. Even though the YouTube, the social media in general has changed so much, you know, because we're old enough to understand the changes, but it just seems like it's moving so fast, you know?
0: It is. It is moving fast. But, you know, consistency consistency kind of prevails and um you don't have to get into it if you don't want to but um what was you know i can recall like subscribing to your videos and i think you had like maybe an older or younger brother that was a part of these videos as well is that correct
1: um <laughs> no no uh, i have one older sister and that's it and the guy who was who started off with me, his name is Chris White, and he is my best friend, my ride or die. Are you guys know? still friends? Yes. Yeah, we're best friends. He's he's actually my age. Um and he would he would be the guy because we'd always be hanging out as, as kids. We've known each other since second grade. So we go way back, you know, we know everything about each other. And he, you know, back in the days when we had a lot more time, you know. As high school kids, he would videotape everything I would do. I'd be like, hey, man, I got this idea. You're coming over. We're filming for, like, the whole day, back when we had all the time in the world. Of course. We just, you know, uh, he developed his own presence on YouTube as well um, because of that. And then when I did the Just Eat It series, the Joe, who introduced all the ingredients that I would eat, he got pretty big as well. And so us three kind of had this we started to develop my channel together, and as we got older, of course, things get in the way you get married, have kids, so it's just a wild ride, man but wow, that's I, uh, interesting
0: do you, you know <laughs> uh, is that kind of what happened to the channel like life life got- life happened life got in the way
1: oh yeah man it uh it about. About a year into the into my YouTube channel in two thousand and ten, my mom was diagnosed with a l s and she started declining within that year and you know i ne- I never had a serious girlfriend up until then, and so now I had a serious girlfriend in the mix, and you know I was taking care of my mom and like, I don't know if you know what ALS is, but it's, um, it's a serious neurological disease mm-hmm. that, um, attacks. It's almost like MS, That's but right. it's worse than that. Yeah, And you, you basically only have three to five years to live because it, it shuts down all of your muscle function in your body periodically over time. So that really, that really took a, a major stab at, um, my abilities to move forward. And then um, like, and then I started getting, and then I got a job too, you know, <laughs> so like halfway through college, I'm going through, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find a job to sustain, you know, a good living. Cause I'm not quite making money off YouTube yet. Right. You know, I am, but not enough, but, um, then, you know, once my buddies graduated college and they started getting their jobs going and, making a life for themselves, starting a family. And um, it kind of left me at at odds because then I had to get a different camera because, you know, the times change and technology is moving so fast. And so I just – I slowly but surely I started getting behind on the times. And I feel like I've neglected that that thing, that, you know, the passion that I developed. But, you know, of course, family first. You never – you know, when it, when it all comes down to it, it's, it's family, you know, everyone has different family situations. I know I've listened to a lot of your um, podcasts in the last couple of weeks since you, you turned me on to it. And I, I gotta say, man, you've been on a wild journey yourself, sure. but um, yeah, everyone's, everyone's got their demons and, and what they're going through. So I don't like to cast judgment on others, even though my style of comedy is like, I don't give a fuck. You got problems? Fuck you. You know? Of course. (laughs) But I, um, yeah, that really took a toll. So in 2013, my mom uh, lost the battle and it's, it's not a curable disease, but it's just uh, a matter of time. But that really, you know, I've, I'm blessed with what I think is the best family in the world. And my dad was just a solid rock through all that, taking care of her. And um, so, after all that, uh, after all the damage was done in uh, 2013, I kind of tried to get back into it. But then, you know, I, you know, you got to deal with grief, and I had to go through all the stages of loss and acceptance, and it, it really threw me down in the downward spiral because then. My longtime girlfriend broke up with me as well, so I just uh, I just needed to get out of that for a while because I I didn't see myself as being that goofy kid, you know, because I went through such a major transformation in life, and then as I still tried to stick with it, it um, I, I don't know where I got lost, man. I really don't. It uh, it's it... It's just hard to explain, but, uh, and it's hard to, I I haven't lost lost the feeling of it, you know, of wanting to get that back, but I'm, I'm in a lot, I'm in a way better place, but, uh, um, you know, we just keep fast forwarding up until like what last year when we talked, remember uh, when I was on the phone, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm really feeling depressed. It really means a lot that you're, you even called me out of the blue. I think I was talking about it on Snapchat, um, that I had some lingering depression and you know, I was in a weird phase in my life like two or three years ago where I was trying like psychedelics with my friends and stuff, just, just for fun. And, um, I think that opened up my, my, um, it opened up my soul cause I had a lot of things that I was holding in about frustrations with my mom and past relationships and, it really brought me out to see that, like, I was I was severely depressed and unhappy, and I was in a really bad state. Do you remember that phone call?
0: I'll I'll actually never for I'll never forget it. Um, I was at the gym at the time, and I I remember it just stopped. I saw that snap, and I stopped everything that I was doing, and I I felt compelled to give you a call. And we didn't even know each other or anything. I was just like a a fanboy, really, and I never. Even seen that human side of you, you know, because all I've seen is the persona. Like, I know you're a professional wrestling guy as well, and so all I knew yeah. was the gimmick, the on-screen persona. I'm, a, I'm
1: a professional wrestling fan, not a. <laughs> Let's be clear, ladies and gents. Of course, Well, you're
0: into uh, it, though. You're to, you're totally into it. Yeah. And uh, and you know, it's like I all I knew was The Rock. I didn't know Dwayne Johnson. I didn't know David Cook. You know, so when I saw that you were and pain, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, you know, I don't know what's. I just know how it feels to be on your side in terms of being in the thick of it. I, I haven't gone through the grief that you have, you know. Um, I've yet to experience the the pain of of losing somebody very dear to me, and I'm such a sensitive spirit that I know when that inevitably happens, it's going to devastate me. Like I I know that for sure. So, I didn't know what sparked it and then we talked on the phone and once again we don't have to get into it but you were comfortable enough to tell me that you know you're going through this breakup and i don't yeah. remember any of the advice i gave but it was probably very bro like man fuck her dude you're you're better yeah. than that and like all that kind of shit but uh it sounds yeah. it sounds like uh you're doing better today you're doing better
1: right now yeah that's correct man. No, just
0: and, I'm. Uh, it, I'm trying to find your, your YouTube videos on 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 the internet right now. Did you take down your channel? No. I can't. I not can't find all. them. I so, hope
1: not. I hope nobody hacked into it. So how do you spell n- it Nutty Butuskis? How do you spell Nutty Batuski?
0: Yeah, n- n- There he is wow oh my gosh and yeah i was subscribed but i just couldn't find you so i'm gonna hit the bell um i might play a a video here or two uh just so people can kind of get the context and they'll be able to hear it what's a what's a good um just in terms of the audio let's go to most popular
1: you made made a short film audio for audio terms yeah um i gotta say it's not what you think (laughs) the original series used to be called hardcore sex (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> that it's, um, I changed it to, it's not what you think. So you could get a better idea, but that's strictly for audio only. It's like a video where you have to interpret what's really going on, but you, you won't know until the very end when it actually shows uh, video footage of what we're doing. Okay, so, cool. I think that's in the series. If not, you're going to have to kind of dive into it. Man, but there's you, like you, five of those.
0: You know, you're at 99 videos.
1: Oh, no way. Are you serious?
0: At 99, man, 99? you need one more to make it oh. a, a nice round number.
1: That hundo is going to have to be hard, hard hitting.
0: I love seeing that yeah, some I of these get are back 10 to years it. ago. It was what? Some of these are like 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. Here, I'm yeah, going to play this and that's one. That's another thing, man. Emotionally, like when I see that, that 10 years, I reflect on it. Not, I know this is a, it's a weird podcast because I'm such a – comedic dude and like happy-go-lucky but I, I feel like this needs to be talked about because everyone's human and you know like jim carrey is my role model he's like the guy the the guy that i've always strived to be like and you know up until a couple years ago i i started re- doing more research on him and he's he's been battling with his own demons you know and it's it's weird to see him in that light you know when you grow up with someone like that there's a as a childhood hero and you, you realize like, yeah, damn, everyone's human. Everyone's got their own shit to carry around.
0: I will say so, the the world will really uh, be in pain when, um, when Jim goes, we're going to lose a when, big, a when, big, what? when, when Jim Carrey, you know, passes away Whoa. and hopefully that's a long time from now when he goes, it's going to hurt that guy, yeah. you know, it, inspires so many and like made has made so many people laugh um that's going to really suck when he goes but he's an inspiring figure and, and he if you go deep on him like he's also very thoughtful and and he's not embarrassed to talk about um humility and depression and he's been talking about it for almost 20 years since like the Truman show days like so he's he's experienced a lot i i want to play this and let's just see if this is going to make sense
1: <laughs> Oh boy. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, Frank. You think you got some? <gasps> yeah. Oh, my pillows are just so smooth. They're just so silky smooth. Is it Chippy? Hi. How you doing? <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> do you that remember one, do you I, I remember when, when I, having I, a camera was Let me, let me was, take a stab at it. Yeah. Let me take a stab at it. That was was that uh oh my god. Was that bagels and cream cheese? No. hi <laughs> oh, wow. kid. I'm skater and we're going to go ski. Uh, 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 scootering on my torch. <laughs> 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 it's starting to get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I me mean? tell you something. I, I know better than you, right?
0: Oh my gosh! So, this is don't click on this.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was in the beginning. That was definitely the first like six months of it all. That was a lot of a lot of footage pent up, and I had to just do snippets because it was so yeah. it was so much. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, that made do, me smile. You let's do one more. Let's, 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 let's so do so one
0: well. more. Let's do one more. This is
1: yet to come, because okay. it's heitzkitz velvet and Trina Dolphin. <gasps> <gasps> <sighs> oh, buddy. The buddy's coming <laughs> home. Roger Klotz is in the building. <laughs> He's here, and Petty Mayonnaise isn't going to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? It's no, Chris.
0: It. I remember this guy, yeah. I thought he was your, your little brother, because me and my brother, who's five years younger <laughs> than me, and he's going to love yeah. that we did this podcast. This is kind of like a little <laughs> oh. bucket list thing, but uh, I remember seeing him and thinking, like, dude, they're just as fucked up as we are. They're just as weird as we are. The difference is they have the balls to put it online. This oh is from, man!
1: Everyone's got the balls. You just you just it, it it's you, you think too much, you know. But and that was. <laughs> can you? Was, I wonder what the audio is going to sound do, like. Oh, do
0: you man. know how oh, many how many views this channel has had overall?
1: No, I I don't really look would, at it. As would you much. like to what take it, a, we got?
0: Would you like to take a shot?
1: Yeah, let's let's go with. Let's go with, oh, man, um, two two million?
0: You're at three. You're at 2.9 mil.
1: Whoa. Isn't
0: that something? Damn. That's something, man.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, wow, I never really thought of that. I know I had one video with 1.7, and that just shocked the hell out of me.
0: How does that feel, man?
1: <laughs> but, yeah, that was like a horror movie, you know? So it like it it's it's amazing how how these platforms can not only alter how you how you perceive yourself but it it almost gives you the confidence you need cuz like if that wasn't there what would what would I be doing you know what would be that void yeah it's just amazing, you know, that we that we grew up in this time and age of technology, isn't it?
0: You're really kind of ahead of the curve here. There's a video that has such a great thumbnail and title, which is really the, the secret sauce of YouTube success, and it's how to light your armpit hair on fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you on Twitter by yes. any chance?
1: I am on Twitter, but I'm on... <laughs> man... I, I am just, I've never understood Twitter if you're trying to get big or uh-huh. if you're trying to make a name for yourself because I, I have like 23 followers and I've never, I only upload things. I don't know how to tweet properly, my right. opinions. You really so, have yeah, to I'm be. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, same thing. You All have to be an asshole. you find me on are Nutty Batuski.
0: Perfect. You, ha- you kind of have to be an asshole on Twitter to really get over. But there's a guy that's on there who's, kind of like a backyard wrestler named Superhuman. I don't know if you've seen his videos if they've popped up. But this no. is a guy that makes videos where he does like a diving elbow onto a microwave and and like kind of stunts, right?
1: Oh and my god, that sounds horrible.
0: It, it's it's actually <laughs> it quite delightful.
1: Gruesome.
0: It's quite delightful if you're into that sort of thing, which I am, but you know, it's funny like I will t- agree with you on this, like we're not we're not young Kids anymore? Now we got to think about rent, and we got to think about you know. Yeah, somebody if you're sure. if you're dating a girl, yeah. she she's gonna Google you, and this is what she's gonna find. And are you okay with that? Right? So there's <laughs> that's not really what you sign up for when you when you start doing this. And in two thousand nine and ten, it was a different landscape. Like I had this video, and I'm not proud to say this, and I've never said this before, but I had a video online where I where I cut myself with a razor and bleeding everywhere, and you know, Whoa. eventually YouTube took it down. I mean, just like a year ago, but it was up there for ten years. And and why I would never post something. It was like up that there today. for ten years. It was up there for ten years. It was like my highest viewed Whoa. video for a very long time. And um I'm not proud of that, but it was something that I made in two thousand and nine and that was like my hill to die on. That's so strange. Like I would never make some I'm more conscientious about the content, for lack of a better word, that I put on the internet because My children might come across it. My employers might come across it. Some clients, people, you never know. And so I wanted to have some sort of truthful message. And I'm not afraid to be a little controversial here and there, but it's difficult because comedy has these different waves, right? Like I have always wondered if, gosh, have you, I'm sure you've seen Super Bad. That movie, I don't know if it's aged well in the past 10, 11 years. In terms of this political, oh yeah, correctness, i
1: it. It's, I still find it hilarious. What, I what do you think? I think has it's very funny. It?
0: I think what people, if it were to come out today, I think people would be. It wouldn't be the instant classic that it was. I think people would say, "Well, where are the the people of color?" And you know, women are just kind of there to service the male, you know, libido
1: and i thought oh, it was ex- yeah, yeah. exploitative
0: and you know i i don't think people would be in on the joke right and if you look at something like revenge of the nerds like or animal house it it doesn't hold up and it's not the the critical kind of acclaimed piece of comedy that it was when it came out so it's kind of hard you know kevin hart has been in trouble with tweets that he made 10 years ago so comedy is often scrutinized for being aged or something you know 10 years down the line so it's it's brave to put something out there and say this is the the hill that i want to die on and this is how i felt at the time and this was funny at the time and and it exists on the internet forever you know um i'm looking at the most viewed video that you have has two million views it's called love a short film
1: whoa it's got two million got two
0: million views and um and I mean, do you feel this pressure since you grew up in front of the camera in in America's eyes? Do you feel this pressure for having that you need to be an entertainer? Like, which came first, the desire or the feedback?
1: Ooh, that's a good one, man. That's deep. Um, I've always been told since, I mean, since I was a kid, I've always been just this ridiculous goofy individual. Like I, I don't I don't care what, like I will scream bloody murder at Jewel, you know, in the produce aisle. And I don't get embarrassed about that at all. Because I know the <laughs> odds of me seeing these people again are slim as none. But um it came it, I would say it 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 was um always in me to feel that that pressure to to perform, so I, 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 you know, my desire. I I chose to make that YouTube channel, and it was, you know, a lot of people were giving me that advice, which is good. I needed that, but um, all in all, it was definitely my my call on making it all happen. But
0: um, so I, I mentioned to you on on Snap the other day that I think you would dig TikTok the most. And and yeah. I, I think your initial response was like, "Oh, that's just another got to sign up, and that's just another platform." And uh, I, but honestly, if you just took what you do every morning, which I look, I, it's gotten to a point where I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. It's like I wake up. Wow, Nutty Petousky okay. sent me a snap. yeah,
1: and it's weird because like I, I mean I don't the last two years I think I've only uploaded like three videos. Man, it's it's bad. It's I I see it as a negative thing because. I have so much i've so much footage even saved, and but it's weird now because everybody films stuff on their phones and that's it's right. like vertical style of and course. I've never been the kind of guy who likes that. You know what I'm talking about you've when also never been
0: the type of guy that was going to do what everybody else was doing and I think that's yeah, to your I credit that. I hate
1: that mainstream thing that everybody does, but in essence, Snapchat is where everybody's at right now and Instagram and TikTok, like you said, but uh, what is what is this TikTok? So, I mean, I know it's like music and stuff, but it's like Vine, but with music.
0: Exactly. So my... I, I remember when Vine came out, I was, I think it was like 2013 when I saw it, and I remember thinking like, this isn't cinema, like Knives Monroe, the the filmmaker. I was like, this is this is not cinema. How dare people! on their phone this is so crude and blah 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 and i've been very vocal the past couple of years saying like man boy do i regret not really jumping on the vine bandwagon because some really good short films for lack of a better term came out from that era and it was a great era to grow to network and for some elite to really spin it off into a career that could that could make money like what i don't know how inoculated you are in the current youtube scene but when you have your guys like logan paul and what's that other guy jake paul those guys started on vine um yeah
1: no i'm well, well aware of them yeah so they're it, big
0: those kind of guys are like the, the the big examples and one could argue the exceptions but tiktok right now is is in, is in in this golden age where you can post one video and it could get a million views you know like it and the the effort versus the engagement ratio is just white hot the way youtube was in oh eight two thousand nine 2009 and the way facebook was in 2010 and so it's a golden it's a golden era right now and like a younger demographic is on there i i couldn't i remember when snapchat was white hot i think like 2014 15 16 was really like the the heyday for snapchat and i'm not that guy that's this BuzzFeed article, like, you know... Oh, God,
1: am I that old now? No, no, no. Wrote? no. It, 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 it's it's fallen out, like, three years ago?
0: No, I'm not saying that. But, um, you know, people go where the youth are, typically, whether if it's MTV, yeah. Snapchat, TikTok. And like, I've made a few videos on TikTok, and they get way more attention than any other social media platform that I've put, like, a decade in. So I think if wow. you were to just... Post the same stuff that you're doing on Snap, save it, put it on TikTok, watch what happens. And if you're into that feedback, I think you might get you might get some reward for it because your your humor is very unique in a particular um, they'll call it an acquired taste. But you'll be surprised yeah. how many kids right now feel exactly the way that you feel. And you could be, this is a little lofty, I know, but hear me out. You could be an Adam Sandler of this TikTok generation. Yeah. You could. That's a good, that's a good example. And that could be a good it, thing or it, a bad thing, depending be, on how you capitalize on that. No, it doesn't have, have to be. You
1: have have music on these, on these videos? Because I've only seen like video, music video, like style filming.
0: Right. So I would look into TikTok compilations on YouTube. And go down that rabbit hole, yeah. and I think you might be inspired. Because a lot of it's comedy. You know, there's there's yeah, a tech scene on TikTok. It's not hard,
1: man. It's not hard to pick up a phone and just film now. It's, e- it's the easiest. That's what drives me crazy about some kids, is they don't even realize how easy it is to just throw shit out there now. You know? I can't believe you the came from game, the DV man.
0: tape era. The what? The DV tape era?
1: Yeah. high 8 tape.
0: That's what I'm saying. But it,
1: you could still, it still has a digital cord or a cord that can connect to your computer. You know, it's of course. insane, man.
0: But same, same. I think,
1: well, let's go back to that, like uh, what you were asking me earlier about. Um,
0: Which came first? Um,
1: what the, yeah, what came first? Um, and, and do I feel the pressure of. of um, not society, but w- w- like how I perceive myself on the internet. That's right. And I, I do, I do feel a weird pressure sometimes to be somebody that I don't feel like I am. Um, a lot of the times in the moment, yeah. like a lot of the things that I film that I post, I'm in the moment of some like ridiculous comedy bit, but yeah. you know, most of the time I'm just a regular person. And it's it's kind of like the thing like hey monkey dance monkey you know do this you know and i'll i'll get recommendations from people saying oh do these just eat it videos and it's like you know i i'm not i'm really not feeling that right now that's right and it it is a weird it's it's a weird thing you know to feel that pressure but um it <sighs> I don't know. I'm having trouble kind of explaining this, but well, the reason it was, why, that was I'll, a really good question you asked earlier about and, that. And let's peel back but. the
0: onion a bit. And the reason why I ask is because, you know, I have a 14-year-old son, and college, when we talk about it, is, is kind of like almost unrealistic. It's like, college? Why? Like, even he tells me, why, do I, why, do I, why would I want to go into debt for a degree that might not even matter? And that's a hard as a parent to really kind of rationalize that. I felt that way when I was his age and I never really went to college yeah. and his generation, it's, it's so practical to make money off of AdSense. It's very practical to make money off of YouTube, yeah, to right. be an entertainer. But when you look at the data, when you look at the data, you know, it's still, you're still, you still gotta be in the 1% to really be a, a PewDiePie or Elijah Koshi or a, Casey Neistat or Philip DeFranco like you have to be really good at it and you have to be willing to eat the shit and 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 do it and do thankless work for years before you can really pop kids are being brainwashed programmed and conditioned to want to be famous and I have a lot of empathy for that and it's like what came first you know I grew up on television so MTV and Nickelodeon. Like I, I wanted to be Conan O'Brien, you know, when I was younger, I don't know why, but I did. It just felt like something I could throw myself into. And so I don't view myself as an entertainer. I view myself as someone that has to push messages out. And um, so it's kind of hard. Like my son might have this desire to want to be a, some sort of entertainer, but at the same time it's it's it could be a borderline fruitless endeavor if you put your self-esteem and fulfillment on the line and if if you think that youtube numbers is the only end all be all way to fill that gaping hole
1: oh my God. in
0: your heart yeah it you you might just be chasing that dragon forever right so but then there comes this expectation and I'm guilty of it i mean i'll be the first to say like i only know nutty batuski the internet persona I only know that guy. And I'm not going to tell you, dance monkey, dance, but it's like, I don't know who that guy is when you take off the makeup. And so does that yeah. guy want to be an entertainer? Does he want his, Does he want to make his income with what I refer to as art money? Like, how do you want to pay your bills? Do you look at it as a career? It's never been more practical than ever, for sure. And you do have you know, three million views on YouTube. Like you're not necessarily starting from scratch. It's not something you can't rely on that forever, right? But at the same time, like you have the chops. Do you feel this pressure of like, well, I should do that because maybe I'm good at it? Or are you like done with that? And it's like, I'm not that person anymore.
1: Yeah, I get, man, I get that feeling a lot. But when I when I really sit down and think to myself, what would, what would be the best uh, thing for me? I, I still have that attraction to uploading content because, you know, you, you're going to get a few assholes here and that, Oh, you're too old for this. Now, what are you doing? You know, but all in all, it's, uh, there's something about it that is always, it's just like a magnet that pulls me in every time. and, whenever I hit that upload button and my finished product comes to light and before I can even hear any comments or likes or all that feedback, it I get like a rush when I hit that upload button. And, you know, you and I, we're, we're older, so we, we understand the, the difference between, like, because some people, when they upload a video, they're immediately going for the I got to see if I if I get 20 likes and I'm keeping this video up. If I don't get enough likes, I'm taking it down. Yeah. And that's a weird that's a weird thing in society now. Like I think we need to teach kids that you know, fuck the like button because that's not what it's about. It's about how you feel when you upload your content. And I think that in society now that's changing. So it even changes me too. I kind of when I see a video and it doesn't have enough views, I go, I, I judge it. It's weird. I, like, judge things now based on numbers and, and the stats. You know, like, oh, if this thing gets, like, a lot of thumbs down, then it must not be good. But that's who, who made that rule, you know? Right. It's, you should, like, because we, when YouTube first started, it was, like, it was based on a star rating. Right?
0: Right. Do you remember rem- that? Oh, yeah. I remember video responses, five stars. I mean, I remember those days. Oh, my God. Do they still do video responses? No. No, they don't. No nah,
1: man, I missed that, man. That was good. I used to get those all the time. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's a great thing. Yeah, my passion's never left for this. It's just that you know, like I said, life, you know, the older we get, um we start thinking more. Like, you know, do I do I wanna go out in a man song at the age of twenty nine and pour an, a bucket of water on my head? Obviously, Hell yeah, I do. obviously, you do. <laughs> of course, I start but should you? Like, I start thinking like, um, w- if I go to apply to another job, they're going to look at that and go, "Is this guy going to do this at my job?" And it's it's a weird thing, man. And now I'm starting to I'm starting to think about you know family and and uh, and possible marriage. And you, you like you, the older we get, we start we start second guessing, but. Um, I just, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I got to tell you right now in my life, I'm very frustrated because right now I bought, um, two months ago, I just bought my first home.
0: Congratulations.
1: Uh, That's huge. Yeah. I'm out in the suburbs of Illinois. That's and, huge. Uh, yeah, that is huge. So like for the last year on my last, if you look on my YouTube channel on the last video I posted, I think it was, a, it was my first live stream. And I was talking about it, um, in depth about, um, depression. And like, this is who I am. This is what's going on in my life. Cause this was the 10 year anniversary of my YouTube channel. I so see that. I, I was in the middle of a lot, man. You know, I was, I am in a new relationship. I've been with my girlfriends for um, a year now and everything's going great. And this new home. So like, I, I've just been, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had any time to deal with YouTube and and focus on building up that audience again but i have a few you know hardcore fans that still reach out to me and but it's it's so snapchat makes everything so much easier you know because you just upload something you just you record yourself on your phone and it's boom it's right out there for the world to see i don't have to edit stuff on a computer and you know like how the youtube process is right so it just it makes life easier but I'm in this weird transition right now. I'm trying to figure it out, but yeah, as far as I'm concerned, as long as YouTube will be around, I'm going to be around with it.
0: That's very interesting. You know, um, I think, let me ask you, like, I feel like as someone that makes a lot of podcasts and puts a lot of opinions out there, you're taking a risk. You're saying, you know, yeah, if my employer hears this, can I take the heat? And let's just call ourselves artists for a second, pretentious though it could be. And I think you're an artist as well. Performance artist. Um, Thank you. You have to be willing to take the tomatoes thrown at you, the bullets, especially in this in this era where everybody can see everything. Flaws and all. Um. And everybody wants to also portray the highlight reel, like yeah, I got my shit together. Look at how I'm at, you know, this restaurant right now, or I'm hanging out with these friends, you know, on a Saturday wow. night, and look at how cool I am on the internet. There's all these different conflicting dichotomies, and we're always comparing and contrasting our ourselves with other people. I do that a lot, personally, anyways. But um, I made a decision years ago. Um, maybe 15 years ago or so that e- even if it means failure, even if it means hunger, even if it means poverty, I'm going to make art and live and die on my sword, on my own terms. And I've never gone back from that. And if, when I look at comedians on the internet, popular from the top and, and at the bottom, they have... Other jobs, day jobs, and that's how they get by and pay their bills. If you're not on the road, living the road life 24-7. But they make the decision of like, I'm putting this as my career first. Um, and it sounds like, and it's weird to say this, and I don't want this to sound like a diss. It's not, because I envy this in a lot of ways. I could have saved myself a decade of trauma, if i was smarter to look at things safely um conservatively practically the entertainer life is anything but practical show business for lack of a better term now that it exists in our pocket and the price of entry is so cheap anybody can give it a shot yeah do you feel like it's not worth the risk you did it it was fun it was a hobby been there done that and now you're going to you know kind of wear the adult hat do you feel like that makes more sense to you right now do you do you struggle with like will i regret not going all in or do you feel like i, I don't know like I, i'm curious because yeah I,
1: I i feel like what you just said regret not going all in on it because for the last couple of years i felt like i haven't given it my best and with i I could go on and on about my life story and my situations in life, but when it all boils down to it, every time I think about what what will I truly feel um satisfied in my life and what what do I consider success for me i I truly believe YouTube is that is that thing for me now it might not be for everybody, but like I see it as. A doorway to other opportunities. Like what? Like what are those opportunities? YouTube is nice, but like YouTube is your is your platform for other companies. Because I wanna I wanna turn this into a career. I wanna make. I wanna go full time into this and quit my quit my day job. Let's say and it would just leave me. So I don't know. Have you ever heard of Gary Vee?
0: Of course. I'm a big this, Gary Vee guy.
1: Motivational speaker guy. Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. What am I, what am I talking about? You know. Um, but, yeah, he, he, like, every time I listen to him, he just lights a fire up under my ass. And it's always about these people talking about their jobs. And he's like, well, just quit. Why don't you fucking quit? It's that simple. And then, and then they keep going on. He's like, no, no, no. You're not listening to me. Fucking quit your job. <laughs> and do what you love and it's like it, like I want to listen to him but he drives me so crazy because if I do that I, you know, I'm going to be in a really bad way in my life so I, I try to take his messages um, seriously but at the same time how do, I don't know how do you perceive that stuff when he tells people do that stuff
0: oh my well Stop your
1: job and just do I f- just do it man just go for it and that'll leave you so much more time to focus on your what you need to do And I I
0: don't know. Well, here's the thing. Not everybody's cut out for that. That's the truth. Um, In 2016, I had the day job and I was raising kids. And if I'm being super honest, you know, I was on welfare. I had Section 8 housing and living paycheck to paycheck. And, you know... Trying to have the side hustle of, like, here's my camera. I'm trying to take photos. And it was so hard, David. Like, it was really hard. And listening to a Gary yeah. Vee podcast where he says just that, you know, like, quit the job and go all in on your passion. And it's, like, I, f- I felt for myself. And, you know, I have a wife and two kids, people that I'm responsible for. I yeah. felt, you know, I pretty much asked Claire, my significant other, and I was, like, I... I want to quit. I want to risk everything. And I want to move to Austin. Um, I know this is like bat shit crazy. What do you think? And she she was like, yeah, what are you waiting for? (laughs) To have that crazy cosign was really all the validation I needed to be like, look, I can try it, risk it, fail. And if I fail, I can go back to failing at something that, you know, this is a Jim Carrey quote, failing at something that I don't love. So I might as well risk failing at something that I do love, and I did that, and I moved to Austin, and I was away from my family for three months as I was saving up paychecks to move them from South Texas, a border town, to Austin, which is closer to the middle of Texas. Texas is giant. Yeah. It's like the size of Germany, Paris, and you know four other countries in Europe, and um, <laughs> I my first job that I got was as a maid. So I was cleaning up mansions and it was called Maids to Go. And it was like one of those uh you know, you get you get a you get the bat signal, which is like a dustpan in the sky, and you get the call and then you gotta go and you gotta clean up somebody's house. And I did that until I eventually got an interview for Apple. I got a job at Apple and saved up a few paychecks, moved everybody over. I was working 60 hour weeks, I pissed my pants on like one day off because I was just so tired. And I was walking to work, taking a bike to work. I mean, I was it was it was a grind. All that just to bring my family to Austin to have like 10% potential more upside of being surrounded by a community that is more creative. And I was just banking on having more opportunity to do what I really want, which is video, podcasts, photos, art life. I did that. For about a year and a half, and I finally got an opportunity. And it's funny, and listen to this, because you brought Gary V up. Gary V has a videographer named David Rock. They call him D Rock. And all the vlogs that you see that Gary has, and some podcasts and micro clips, Gary now has like this 30 person team that create this kind of brand empire for him. But in the beginning, he had one camera guy named D Rock. D-Rock puts a tweet out there on the Twitterverse saying, Hey, this person's looking for a D-Rock in Austin. Hit this guy up. I hit him up. Long story short, I got my dream job, and I was working with, you know, someone that was like this American icon, this, this low key celebrity, someone that had, you know, five million followers collectively across all his social media. And I was his full time videographer. I had, I had made it. I had achieved my dream and it all started from taking a leap of faith, going all in on me and saying, you know what? I could do this, you know, gosh, I was like a telemarketer had the headset on and was working for like bank of America or something. And, you know, there was no corporate infrastructure and I was never going to grow. I was making $10 an hour and uh, I could have still been there right now if I chose the safe option Instead I said, fuck it. I gotta I gotta try and I gotta fail because I need to know. Like I need to know if I'm great or not. I need to know if this is really in my wheelhouse, if I have what it takes. And I rather fail at doing something that I love than succeed at doing something that I fucking despise. And it made me hate myself. So because of that opportunity of following Gary V's videographer, D Rock, and I was I knew what to look for because I had sacrificed so much. I was able to get that at bat and swing for the fucking fences, and I know it doesn't happen that way for everybody. People think it, it's a straight line; it's not. I had also got my my ass chewed out, and I had been getting hemorrhoids on the bus, taking this three hour commute every single day, and like I have yeah. let so many people down that that believed in me before I got that opportunity. That is to say, like I failed so many times before I got there. So when you ask Knives Monroe what he thinks about that. Gary V ideology, I think it's romantic as hell, but you have to take the bullets. You have to risk everything. If you really want to try it, you can't half-ass it. You can't dabble. Yeah. You need to go the fuck all in and risk everything. But just know that in America, the rock bottom is it's actually pretty comfy compared to, say, Mexico's rock bottom, right? Our neighbors. So it yeah. all depends, like, how... And Gary talks about this too, like how fancy you are. Can you go backwards? You just bought a house. Maybe you can't, right? So now you're trapped, for lack of a better term. Um, but for some people that can okay. take the, that you know, for some people like my brother who have the privilege, my my brother has the privilege to live with his mom right now. I don't have that. I don't have that luxury. I got, I got, five people that i'm supporting, you know what i mean? like so yeah. for him he can take that opportunity. Now is the time. He's 26. Like he can if he had a dream that he could identify and say here's what it is in specific terms and, and go all in. Now's the time to risk it. It gets harder. It gets harder when when you're you got the car, you got the mortgage, you got the yada yada yada. So i'm sorry that this is yeah. a long-winded response, but if you were really in if you really wanted it I say roll the fucking dice. YOLO. You only live once. You, mm-hmm. get, the, you get the one. You get the one life. Yeah. You know, try it. Give it a shot. Amen, if you're brother. really passionate about it, what's the worst that can happen? You, you land back on your ass. Like, dude, I'm not going to tell you what to do, and I don't want to give you this advice, so take this with a grain of salt, but you've already experienced maybe the worst possible, possible pain I can think of, which is grieving your mom. I love my mom. Like she's all I had. If, if something were to happen to, to her, you know, and I had to take care of her and I was in the thick of that, you know, I, I, if (laughs) presuming that I could have been me personally, if I could even get through that, if I could even, you know, start moving and like, cause I feel like that would paralyze me. If I could even start moving, I would owe it to my mom, to risk it, to live my dream. Like I, I, she, she would want me to in real life. I still have my mom, but she sacrificed her dream. So I could, so I could try, you know, she had me and she was yeah. 20 years old, you know, so she didn't get to even be a kid and fuck up and fuck around and play the field the dicks. My mom's listening to this. Sorry, mom. But you know, <laughs> the truth is like she, she sacrificed her youth for me. And so I, I owed it to her to, to not, let that be for nothing, right? So you've experienced, you've walked through the fire, you've experienced the worst of it. Like, yeah. what's the worst that could happen? You know, what's the worst? Yeah, th- another right. breakup. I almost
1: died in a snowboarding accident too. I i like, I'm like a cat. I got nine lives here.
0: <laughs> too there, much,
1: man. That's sometimes it feels like too much. But man, it it like, but I don't want to make this too depressing of a podcast. But man, like a year and a half ago, my depression, man, I never knew what what real like what depression really felt like until I hit rock bottom. You know, it was just a wild, a wild ride. I had to go on and, and some, somehow I got out of it. And it's ever since then I've been, I've been trying to get my ducks in line to get this. Cause I want to start my own podcast too. I don't know. I, I told you about this, but, uh, I wouldn't even know where to go. But for now, um, yeah man the, the, that passion is, it hasn't gone. and I hope and you you I think you talked about wanting to do um, another YouTube channel, right? Didn't you want to make a separate one from the one you have now?
0: So I have two. One, I'm going to post kind of my my higher end movie documentary blah 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 stuff on that's more like a, of a real sort of archival library place. And then I have Knives Monroe's YouTube, which is where he spazzes out and he talks and he does what, what we're doing right now. Um, but a real quick on the podcast note, you can literally do anything and everything on your phone. Um, what kind of phone do you have?
1: I got an iPhone 8.
0: Beautiful. I just got my mother-in-law an iPhone 8. And I was before we got onto on this call, I was teaching her how to use Siri because she was asking me, like, how do I get to the post office? And I was <laughs> like, just ask Siri. To give you directions to the nearest post office, blew her mind. But there's free apps that you can download where you can speak into your microphone on the on the phone and upload it, upload the podcast, and it there, boom, it's on Spotify. You know, it's on Apple Podcasts for free. That's crazy.
1: I didn't there's know an that.
0: there's an app called Anchor, free. It's absolutely free. It's like a it's like a Twitter but for podcasting, and um, I think it's going to explode. But it's also been on the scene for a few years, and Gary V has talked about it as well. Um I made a podcast it's called Christmas Eve 2019. I made it on my phone. I used GarageBand on my iPhone, recorded into it, edited it, exported it, uploaded it on SoundCloud which is my distribution podcast platform and it was I mean I did it in 5 minutes on my phone. You don't have to be fancy. Like I did it as a kind of like a no, okay. thought experiment to be like can, will this work? And I did it. And, and I also did it because I want to make a podcast every day this year. And there are days where I just have travel days. I'm just on the road. I'm just, you know, in the air. Can I make a podcast on an airplane? Well, I just prove to myself I can, and I can edit and upload yeah. it while I'm on an Uber. It's like no excuses, right? So it's never been better to be a creator, to be an entertainer, to be an artist, David Cook. Like, I'm telling you, fuck with TikTok, watch what happens, do YouTube, YouTube is great, um, yeah. go on all the platforms, it's, I mean, do it while you're taking a shit, you have
1: the time, just sitting on a toilet, there you go, on a toilet. You, know that song, you know that video,
0: no, maybe, actually, you've
1: never seen sitting on a, oh my is god, is that yours, Google, sitting on a toilet right now, it's just some, it's some big old black chick. Sitting on a toilet and she's literally singing sitting on a toilet and she's got all these different angles and, and like it ends toilet. with a flush. It's <laughs> got like millions toilet. of views. It's got it what? sitting on a toilet. Yeah. Sit on a toilet!
0: 10 million views. Uh,
1: sitting on a toilet! <laughs> sitting on a <the> toilet! Sitting on a toilet!
0: This chick is my hero. <laughs> <laughs> sitting on a <the> toilet! 2010. <laughs> sitting on a <the> toilet. Sitting on a toilet.
1: <laughs> so much man
0: dude you could remake uh, that on tiktok and just watch what fucking happens just watch what happens yeah. it's but so fun i don't
1: want to be that co- a guy who like copies off of other people's material you know i i try not of course
0: to, but oh yeah and and comedy. and then
1: i get that itch, like oh my god everyone else is doing it so i could get a quick uh couple couple you know cash grab for views you know yeah
0: i mean hey it's a good it's a good way to get your foot in the door right and it's not it's not plagiarism if you're paying homage <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. You yes. send the link in the bottom. But, man, go. 100%. <laughs> that was old. That was an old one, man.
0: That's an old one. 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. A golden oldie. That was 10 years ago. Oh, my God. I know. See, I feel like I'm, man, I don't know. I'm at this weird point where I feel like, like I'm, I'm going too far into the nostalgic X. You know, like, you know, everybody grew, you know, like I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. Of By no means at all, we all change, you know, like when I first started i was I was nineteen, you know, my brain wasn't even fully developed, yeah, so I had all these you know we had so many and not only with the change of um technology and social media and how you know the younger kids that used to be five years old now they're almost in college, but so it's like almost like a different generation, so I feel. Like, I, I like these nostalgic videos and stuff and like looking at my old videos, but I feel like I'm kind of like, at times it makes me feel like I'm old and washed up. And it really puts a damper on my motivation sometimes.
0: I would to, say To that get I,
1: out there and do it. Like, every time I feel like I want to upload something, I go, wait a minute, is this? am I too old for this shit now?
0: Consider, consider, <laughs>
1: yeah. c-
0: consider for a moment that that's the depression talking consider just for a moment yeah. that it's the depression talking and i'll tell you why because you know one thing i've always admired about quentin tarantino who's a legendary filmmaker is he makes a movie basically every 4 or 5 years and he becomes everybody's favorite filmmaker every time he releases a new movie because he's he whether he means to do this or tries to do this or not and this is kind of like my personal theory he makes movies for the new high school freshman. So even though Reservoir Dogs is 30 years ago, he just made Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last year, and now he's everybody's favorite again. So he, you know, I guess kind of what I'm saying is like, reinvention is part of our process. Taking the old and making it new is part of the process. Living in the past is like a quicksand, like don't, I know it's comfortable there. I just think you need more cups of coffee. Anytime you feel that way, drink a cup
1: of coffee, <laughs> do
0: ten burpees, oh my see if God, you man. still That's feel that way. That's the last
1: thing I need. I, I, I'm if if people are if this is the first impression that I'm giving for people yeah. who've never seen my content, yeah. you, I don't know if this is the best first impression, but it's very tame. So, <laughs> um, I man, it's, it's wild. What do you, uh, do do you ever feel that way too? The, like you're living too much in the past?
0: I do. I do. I, I do feel that way, but I'm also my number one biggest fan. Like I, when I feel like I don't have any ideas, first of all, that's, that's false. Like I have notebooks and notebooks of ideas. I just, you know, you mentioned something about like YouTube and how people have this instant gratification microwave sort of cultural reaction of like, I uploaded something. Oh, it only got 20 likes in the first 15 minutes. This thing is a flop. They'll delete it or whatever. I'm the exact opposite. And when I upload something, I put too much pressure on like, this thing needs to be amazing. It needs to be like a movie. You don't just put half-assed movies out there in the box office, but it's like the internet doesn't care. It's all about the net. It's not about catching one great big fish. Oh, I don't want to go fishing unless I catch the biggest fish. No, it's about the net, like the career, like in in 10 months or in 10 years, what did you do? Well, in 10 years, Nutty Batuski got got 3 million views. I've been on YouTube for 12 years. I got 50,000 views, but I'm still here. You know, and it's and, like,
1: I, but you you cover it, it, like you can't really compare us to because we're way different genres and what. So that's you know, my point. The, that's my point. Because a lot you of people can. go on a lot of people go on YouTube and and all these platforms to escape and to find some funny, goofy. You know, like, I mean, like if well, that's you want that's someone my point. talking about their day or do you want to see some guy putting salt on his nipples screaming and like what it just comes down to the maybe i don't know shock factor but
0: is it just me um, or when you said salt on the nipples that made me really thirsty <laughs> i don't know thirsty
1: for what nine Monroe?
0: Uh, you know exactly for what them hairy nips oh, bro
1: yeah <laughs> um
0: I will say that, like, take your take your own advice, exactly. Like, people are on YouTube and are consuming for different reasons. And I brought up the Tarantino thing because there's a whole group of freshmen every year, a whole group of, of new minds. Like, you know, it's, it's like a Peter Pan-esque sort of thing of, like, there's these 14-year-olds that you could be their guy. It's just the truth. And you might feel like, well, maybe I'm too old. Well, maybe... You're not for 40-year-olds right now, but that's okay. Know your audience. Like Maybe you're for those 15-year-olds that are that just got a phone for Christmas, and now they're going to go to the comedy section on YouTube, and they might discover one of your videos, right? And they think you're funny. And you inspire them to create. So know who you're making stuff for. Yeah. And that's why I keep doing what I'm doing. I, there's like 50 people. I mean, this sounds really cocky to me. I mean, maybe not to big old big swinging dick, Dave Cook, who has got three million collective (laughs) views on YouTube. But for me, I got 50 people. Oh
1: my God, three million, I'm a god. I'm a You're a golden god. Bow down to me. You are
0: so white hot. But, you know, I got 50 people, I think, that would fuck with me. And that is awesome. And I keep making stuff for them. Like, there are people that listen to all my podcasts.
1: Exactly. That watch my YouTube. Exactly, and they've been with you since day one, right?
0: Been with me since day one. Or, you know they just discovered me and i'm their guy and that is cool like i don't say it in a cocky way but it's like look at dolph ziggler man dolph ziggler is somebody's favorite fucking wrestler and every <laughs> royal rumble they go for dolph fucking ziggler man and that's me uh, like you know i may him. be doing this for 15 years and i've you know look at kofi kingston even better example that you know Kofi was so many people's favorite wrestlers, and he finally got an at-bat, and he knocked it out of the park. And, and I believe in the critical mass. Like I believe in let something percolate and build and build and build until it, until it explodes into a critical mass, and then everybody gets it. I'm all about that. So that's why I've been on YouTube for 12 years. But also, if I'm being super honest with myself, I haven't been like, as committed as I, as, I, as I have been in the past six months. And so a lot of those years were wasted years, you know, like, it's not like I've been making a video every day for 12 years. I think if I happened to have done that, I would have had much more success with it, right? So I, I put a lot of pressure on myself, but it's, I, you know, I've gotten better at not comparing myself to other people. I just want to be the best version of me because when somebody discovers me, whether if it's on a blog or on TikTok or Snapchat or whatever, like I want them to, I want to be one of their guys, you know, and so when they wake up in the morning, the feeling that Gary V gives you, I, I, I want to give them that too. You know what I mean? Because it's my way of coping and going through life and existing, but it's also my way of giving back for all the people that have inspired me over yeah, the years. So
1: exactly, it's like man,
0: it's like, yeah, it's you like know Jim Carrey. To
1: park on that.
0: It's like Jim Carrey, man. Like you got you got some of those atoms, some of those electrons that have also you know been through Jim Carrey. And so that's, that's within you now, you know, so while you got it, I think you got to use it. You know, I feel like I'm telling you quit your day job and I don't want to be that guy that tells you to quit your day job exactly. But, yeah. but I guess I, oh, I am I know, saying I that, that I do believe in you and I think you have something. And if you truly did want to, um, build that career, like if you, if you know why and your, your reasons for why are very compelling, then make it all about the why you want to do this, and I think you'll attract everything that you that you desire
1: yeah I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of success on YouTube has to do with not giving a fuck, just going with what you originally intended on, and yes. not like because it's the second guessing yes. that, that yeah. has been my downfall for the last half of the decade.
0: I agree. Is, and, and when you're just, younger, uh, you don't have I, that barometer. Uh, my Content
1: has struggled massively because of it. And I, I, I'm realizing that now. And it's, it like, cause you, the videos you just showed uh, a while back at the beginning of this podcast are like, I was a way different person. That was, that was footage that I, I still crack up to this day, but like, I look at my new content and I go, you know, it, even though I, you know, you change, you grow up, and you, you're, not, you're not always going to be the same person. I miss that, dude. I miss the videos you just showed me because that's what, that's in essence what drew people to my channel is that personality. And that's and what I'm people not are attracted to. I have to. to always see that fun, happy-go-lucky kid uh, side of me, but it's it's what always, in essence of what that that's what got me to success so is it, is it wrong to feel like I want to always go back to that or is that the nostalgia thing in no. my head uh triggering what do you think it is
0: so there's a few people online that I look up to and that I'm envious of and that you know I want to be as popular or as successful optically as they are but it's not that I want the Lamborghini, the mansion, the drones. It's not that I want that. I don't want the material stuff. I actually just want the confidence. I want the self-esteem that they have. They look like they they got their shit together. And when I look at old Nutty Batuski videos, this is a guy that had in in a in a good way no self awareness. And so he's just going, he's just fireworks, he's just a dog chasing cars, and and he's not even questioning himself. I think you look back at that nostalgically, and that's the magic that you're really after. Not the jokes, not the the conversation that you were having with your audience, but just the attitude that you had, the state of mind. I think you go back and you value that, and that's what we're, what we're really after is we want to feel great about what we're doing. On that note, check this out.
1: Hey guys, it's me, Dave. Just wanted to let (laughs) you know that I'm back in action. And this video isn't meant to be funny. It's not meant to be funny at all. I'm just telling you, I haven't came out with videos in a long while. So I just wanted to let you know, stay tuned to my channel. Don't leave. Keep the subscription button there. Or if you haven't subscribed yet, it's right above there. So yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> if I'm talking too loud, this is how I normally sound. So just to let you know, and if it's bothering you, there's a volume button, I think right oh there God. or there, that you can just use it. Yeah. This
0: is Nutty's first vlog ever uploaded June 2nd, 2009. This is a guy oh that just God. turned on the camera and just fucking went for it. And I think we all want to just tap into yeah. that confidence again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, cause we're so, I I just feel like we're so conditioned as we get older to, to put that mute on ourselves. That's it's right. Just, it's wild, man, man. You, you made me smile. <laughs> with that oh my god is that narcissistic of me to say that my own videos
0: no i don't get think me so. going i don't think so and even if it is i mean i think uh-huh. we we live in a in a culture that kind of shames you for for making yourself laugh that's fucked up be yeah. be proud of yourself like look back at something and smile like that's okay we live in such a culture that 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 um compresses you, then wants you to stay in a jar and say, don't get out of here, draws a circle around you and says, this is your little spot. Don't move. I think about that with my kids. You know, I tell my son who's 14 again, and I tell him, dude, you're going to spend your whole life up until like you're 30 learning stuff. People are going to tell you how to act and how to be and what to feel and what to think. And then you're going to spend the second half unlearning all that shit. So I tell them, even when it comes to me, like, take what is valuable and leave all the stuff that does not work with you. You know what I mean? And so I think that's where we are at in our age. Like, you're going to be 30 or you're, maybe you're 29. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I turned 30 in March. Oh, 12. my God. That's going to be like the 10-year... That's oh a, that's
0: a big one, and and I think now's the age where you start saying you want to reclaim what you what you've learned. Uh, I'm for those. I'm also videotaping me, right? So the video portion of this will will be on my would be on my uh, YouTube. Uh, I just wish you could have been here as well. But I wrote this down. I must oh, have wrote this no. down ten years ago. And it's funny, I get to bring this up. It's called, and I saw this on a TED Talk. It's not like I came up with this, but it's called The Growing Up Paradoxes. Paradox number one, rejecting the past, then promptly reclaiming it, which I think we've done on this podcast. Paradox two, sobering up about our smallness and maintaining faith in our greatness, which I think is something we aspire to do. Yeah. And paradox number three of growing up, aiming to succeed wildly, then being fulfilled by failing really well. And I think we forget that. And it's all about looking back, being on that rocking chair and saying, you know what? I fucking, I made a lot of people laugh. It was worth it. As opposed to, damn, I, 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 I could have been a contender.
1: Yeah Man You got me going you lit, you lit a fire under my ass man I just want to go upload something right now I just want to be like Hey guys Alright so oh we are trying God. this And um, we've got ice As you can see Hold on one second oh, We've got ice We've got regular salt And we also have kosher salt For you Jewish fans out there <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> Jewish Exactly See, we have respect for all cultures and civilizations and religions, but yet we have no respect for ourselves. So here we go.
0: We're now <laughs> pouring so salt gay. on Nutty's really nipples. Could, you know, I could put. Salt.
1: I could put. Oh my God, this is chunky. This, this is like, snow time on your.
0: Nose. Not a hair on his body. It's, it's not Santa, enough. I, I know this is. Salt. Salt. Santa
1: Claus could lay a. That's sweat how you know my. age. <laughs> so much. salt. There's like a little. Okay. All right. You're covering the tip. You don't All right. Yeah, that's a lot. Ice of Cube. Salt. Commence Ooh. ice cube. This is gonna okay. hurt. Ice. Hold it on there really oh, yeah. hard, Dave. A lot more hair on my oh, yeah. body <laughs> now. F Y I. Here I'll hold it, dude. I'll hold no, it. You. I'm a man. I can hold my own ice cubes. This oh is my God, gonna it's hurt. <laughs> yeah, this is not as enjoyable as I thought. I do the other one. It's too. It's, it's like it's not balanced right. Ah. Oh. Morning before church. We'll turn on the priests. It's all the same, oh I my think. God. <laughs> all- oh, oh! Oh, God! <laughs> That's when it started kicking in. It took about five minutes for it to kick in. Oh! Oh, oh it's like, it's like a, a bug is biting inside me!
0: <laughs> oh, man. Dude! Yeah, before an it looks painful. Ugh!
1: Oh, my God, this is weird. Oh, I put holes in my nipples. I put holes in my nipples.
0: Okay, I want, to, I want to ask you a couple of things. And that's the other thing that I loved about these videos when, when I was shit. I mean, 11 years ago now. Um, I, have to, I, want, I think I have some of your influences pegged. Did you grow up watching um, the Tom Green show?
1: I've heard of it. I've seen an episode or two, but no, no. What, I was what never...
0: about uh, MTV's Jackass?
1: Yes. Oh my God. Yes.
0: That was like a that lot came of it, at man. such. I have
1: so much footage as a kid. I still have a lot to upload. But
0: well, there you go for I, throwback I, Thursday. I was thinking about
1: making a throwback. For the, I'm sorry I didn't er- interrupt with that one, but uh, man, when I was like 12 years old, that was like when Jackass was at its height. Yeah. And, man, my buddies and I, we would just go to, like, construction sites or out in nature. But, like, hey, I'm going to jump off this mound of dirt into this thorn bush. And, like, oh, man, those are the days. You, I know it sounds stupid to no. I say it like that. but <laughs> Bro, I got I got I, pepper I got,
0: sprayed. I got pepper sprayed when I was in seventh grade on camera because... I was like, I'm Nives Monroe, and this is the oh pepper spray. God. Like, I mean, boy, that fucking hurt for hours. I, it was one of those. Yeah. I immediately regret this. It wasn't funny. It was like it felt like a gang initiation, but it was it was like, can you blame kids nowadays for wanting to be YouTubers? and to wanting to be famous. I mean, we were just as guilty at the time.
1: Yeah, that's true. We just didn't have the platform. We, uh, you know, it was it was different. It was all about t. Te- you know tv was youtube you know at the time um but man it do you still have that footage because i was thinking about making a separate channel just like a a a throwback channel to all those old videos like when i was really old you know not on my main one but have you ever thought about uploading old ones
0: um i should think about that i have some stuff from I have some backyard wrestling stuff that I, that is on YouTube and people can find oh it. Oh
1: my God. But it's not something If you don't that, put it on there, you better send it to me.
0: Oh, I got something you'll enjoy quite a bit. Um, <laughs> it's pretty bloody though. I'm surprised YouTube hasn't taken it down. I, I, they probably just don't think it's real, but um, yeah, it's one of my yeah, most. Yeah. They're
1: big on uh, self-harm videos now.
0: And that's good. And so. you know, for sure, as they yeah. should be, as they should be. But um I mean, I was the exact same way, man, but you know, when I would do these stunts and like, this backyard wrestling, it wasn't because I wanted to work for the WWE. it was because I wanted to have something to edit. It was content. I just didn't know the vocabulary at that time when I was 12 or 22. Um, but you know, we, we are a generation that grew up idolizing entertainers, and I think, you know, I'm always weary about using the word "escapism." but it is what it is um i i definitely am guilty of that for sure you know um so jackass i i had you pegged for that cuz it was just it just came at such an impressionable time for sure but um kind of surprised about the tom green thing and you did mention uh jim carrey what what are some other influences i may have missed
1: um wow a huge I, I would say because I was a Nickelodeon kid. Me too. I was never big into the. I was never big into the uh, fantasy, you know, like Star Wars, uh, Pokemon. I know I'm going to get shunned for that one. As you but, should. Uh, I, I was never really into that. Like, uh, uh, what is it? Not Dragon Ball Z, but you know, all those shows like anime and stuff. I was never big into that. But um, I would say, yeah, Jim Carrey, Jackass. Um, like, I think Bam Margera had his own shows, but a, right. a lot of it did stem from uh, Jim Carrey and Jackass. And now you got me on the spot. I can't think of it. There's so many. Um, but what, I mean, I'm not just that guy who wants to be an entertainer and goofy. Like, I'm, as you said before, one of my highest grossing videos was, view-wise, is uh, a movie called Love. And I, for a period of time in my life, I tried to attempt the the filmmaking game, yeah. like actual cinema quality movies, and um, I really got attracted to that. And that's another reason why I started neglecting my YouTube channel because I I started acting, I got into theater, and uh, you know, Second City is in Chicago. So yeah. I'm, i mean I live like forty minutes from the city, that's southwest so cool. suburbs. And so it was just a you know hop, skip and a jump for me and I you know, as you get older you develop new interests and stuff and and so it's it's been a fascinating decade for me. You know? Your twenties is a wild ride, that's for sure. So um embrace but, the evolution yeah, as far man. The
0: what embrace evolution embrace transformation embrace that this defined my teens my 20s now i'm moving into my 30s and i have all the abilities i can tap into those you know those wells at any time like jim carrey has shed his skin so many times over the over the years like he can still spaz out and talk out of his asshole but if that's all you want him for he want he has more to offer and dave cook i think he had more to offer as well yeah. so tap into tap into yeah. transformation
1: Mm-hmm. And one of the most beautiful things um, I, I think about cinema is is uh, is music, and and I know that sounds a little cliche, but like if you um, another big influence. Now that I'm thinking about it, is like I was a huge Indiana Jones fan as mm. a kid, and John Williams, man, Spielberg, uh, like all Jaws, like I I was. You know, my parents let me watch those kind of movies when I was a kid. And today's standards, those would be like rated at least PG-13 or R for some of the shit you see. But Spielberg was a huge influence in my life and opened up my eyes to a world I didn't know existed, you know. But um, he he definitely got me into that world. And I've been studying his films for years now. And it's like, you, you'll notice that in all of his movies, I don't think, I think he has an orchestra. He doesn't do like EDM music or anything really modern. It's very classic. And that speaks volumes, you know, and I, I I've been really trying to immerse myself around successful people like that because he, like me, I've, I've had many learning disabilities throughout my life and, I try to, you know, not that, let that get in my way. But Spielberg also suffered from a lot of that. And um, I didn't know that Will Smith. Will Smith, yeah, yeah, he had, uh, um, I think, dyslexia and ADHD and and a, a list of other um, issues that I, I I don't remember. But yeah, he he never went to college. And same thing with like Oprah and the Beatles not getting signed. And look at where they're all at. So um Will Smith is another big influence of mine, you know.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, his,
1: his his kind of comedy, like just his Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, like you know, Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. all these guys are are definitely the what has what has shaped my style of comedy. For
0: sure. You know. I you love know? that. Um I never had the guts to go to an open mic and do stand up or Or even be funny. One of my friends, uh, shout out to Mark Hernandez, who I'd love to have on the podcast hopefully soon because he's working on his season three of a YouTube web series, which I used to be a part of. And anytime he and I was so happy when he wrote a sketch and I was going to be in it because I was mostly the camera guy. And but I could not act worth a shit. I could not be funny. Like no one would. I don't think. I, I'm that guy, I can crack wise, I have a very dry sense yeah. of humor, but I am not funny. I don't think anybody would ever say that I'm funny. Like, I
1: love oh, anti-humor. No. Don't, hey, don't, don't, you're, you're putting yourself in a category you shouldn't. Because I'm telling you, man, you, your charisma is off the charts, and when, when you get into something, you're, you're funny, man. I mean, I've been, I've been listening to a lot of your podcasts recently, since you showed me, and you just have this knack. To just go, 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 and and sometimes I just laugh. Even if you're not saying something funny, I just laugh because you're just on a, you're just on a such a level of charisma that I wish I had. So that's, that's really not kind to of not to kiss your ass and start you know <laughs> going down that category, but. You are uh, you're something special, man. You need to realize that you're a lot funnier than you think.
0: That's that's don't kind of you. That that's yourself. very kind of you. I, I don't accept the compliment. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, that's very sweet of you to say
1: <laughs> I but don't th- accept it, fuck you, man. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out, we're done. Um, but I yeah, will say there's uh, it
0: takes a certain type of bravery to to go out and risk rejection and pain and not being funny. To bomb, you know, like I'm almost too self aware, like I can't be funny. Like you give me a good script maybe i can maybe i can do something with it maybe but i'm not i don't have the chops and you're somebody that i think has to lower you have to nerf your ability you have to lower your your volume you know what i mean and kind of dial it back because i think you you just go straight you're you're mentos and diet coke you know every single time you're gonna explode <laughs> amen and
1: so. brother that is so true yep
0: you know it's true, man. And as we're winding down here, because I, I know you have stuff to do. It's the middle of the week, and, and you've just been so gracious with your time, and I appreciate that. It means more to me. You were on my list. I have an actual list on paper of people that I, you know, kind of like my bucket list, like dream people to talk to. And so hopefully we can do more of these in the future if you ever, you know, uh, yeah, want. Yeah, you know, and-
1: this is actually my second. I think this is my second podcast that I've ever done. Uh, first one was like some wrestling podcast. I didn't really know, but like, yeah, I want to, uh, you know, speaking in long form for me is always been a challenge. You know, when I'm trying to gather long form thoughts, because as you've seen on my videos, it's just chaos. There's yeah. no rhyme or reason to my madness, but, um, that's why another, I want to start my own podcast this year, you know, to challenge, um, that, that part of me, to to see if i can you know hold hold my thoughts together for that long and i know it sounds a little selfish but is uh is that why you started your podcast i know we're closing down i just wanted to do that yeah, I d- final thought. We're,
0: we're closing down and so anything that, you know, there's nothing that sucks more after you do a podcast and you're like, man, we should have talked about this. We should as soon as we press stop. Yeah. That's that's when I wanted to talk about this comes in. So if any of those things are on the surface, I'm I'm so stoked to get into it now, but the podcast to me like I just wanted to talk to people. I I love, you know, whether if you're a comedian or if you're into hip hop or whatever your thing is about. I love the art of conversation like it's just it's so amazing and like what we're doing right now i'm videotaping it i got the podcast there's this app called otter where you can upload the mp3 and it creates the transcript of your conversation so basically you know, you're left with this text document. And so you can edit that and boom, you got an article. So, so much comes from the podcast. You can create micro clips for Instagram. You can create blogs and articles out of it. Short form YouTube clips. You have the whole YouTube movie essentially. And so, so much comes out of so little yield. You get so much return and I love that. And so, I've put tens of thousands of dollars into movies. Maybe 10, maybe a thousand people see it. You know, and that's great. And then it kind of dies. But like, I've never gotten the feedback that I've gotten from podcasts before. So it was literally about listening to other people tell me, hey, this is something that I think you should do. And so even though I'm Knives Monroe, the filmmaker, Knives Monroe, the podcaster, just is able to make a bigger impact. And that's that's something that's upside. I, I just can't afford to leave on the table. But as far as your podcast, man, I totally support that. It's way easier than you think. You don't have to spend $1,200 on all the shiny toys and all that. I mean, go to the pawn shop, you know, get a nice, decent microphone, get an okay recorder. Things are way cheaper than you think, especially when it comes to sound versus, say, video. You can spend $2,500 on one fucking lens. Screw that, right? You can do so much on your phone. The processing power on your phone is almost infinity times more than what we had to go to the moon, right? So you have a studio in your pocket. You can edit something on the go. Most of these apps are free. I I implore you to actually do so. You're such a funny dude. You know, just do it. And somebody gave me great advice who had produced maybe 300 podcasts of their own, and they said um, that once you get to, like, episode 18 – you're like 80% more likely to keep going. Most people can't even get to episode 18 and they drop off, right? So, That's my challenge to you. I'll be your nineteenth guest if you if you ever decide to actually do that. And I think that'll be. I really like that. Let's do it. Goals. Set them goals, man. Um, So if there's anything else you want to talk about, if you want people to to follow you on on the internets and all that stuff, anything else, you know, I'd love to hit those spots. I feel like we're wrestlers. We did all of our moves, but we're looking up at the clock on the Ironman match, and it's like we got we got three more minutes. Like, what kind of moonsault thing do we want to throw in there?
1: Yeah. Well, man, I, I just want to keep talking forever about stuff. I, I have so much that I, now that I think of <laughs> that I want to talk about, but, um, I know we gotta, we gotta close up here, but, um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for, um, I, am I your first guest of the year or of the new decade? As a
0: matter of fact, you are. Yes, sir.
1: Oh you my are. God. Yeah. Well, it's an honor. And I just, I can't thank you enough for, for getting me into this, you really, you really motivated me to want to do that. And like you said, it it doesn't have to be like the long form, like we're doing, I could do like start off with 10, 20 minute podcasts, right?
0: A hundred percent. Oh yeah. I made a podcast on Christmas Eve. That was like a minute and a half because nobody,
1: yeah, you did it. You did a couple that were like five minutes.
0: Yeah. I don't see why the fuck not. You know, yeah. I don't see why not. I mean, it's my show, I can yeah. do whatever I want, and it's the same thing with you as well. The pleasure was all mine, David Cook. And uh, let's just do this again. Like, I can talk to you once a week, yeah. man. You know, I want to put this pressure on yeah. you, but it's like uh, we have so much in common. I think we were cut from the same cloth, we come from the same ilk, you know, and we never even talked about wrestling. Which, don't get me wrong, all the women who listen to this, boom, they're just going to disappear, and that's fine with me. Um, you know this is the he man woman haters club like i can talk about wrestling all day i will say very since i brought it up you know uh, i stopped watching wwe i haven't seen it since wrestlemania i haven't seen a complete raw or smackdown or a, or a pay-per-view and i've been that hipster that's like really into aew right now so i don't know if you follow that but it's pretty fun
1: yeah i do i follow all of them religiously and it's it's taken a toll on me cuz there's so much there's a little bit too much now of wrestling to watch you're just so behind the loop if you don't keep up with it but yeah it's I, it's, it's I try all to track good man
0: I try to track certain careers like I care about I have certain guys CM Punk was my main guy since like 2005 and so when he you know his whole arc has come full circle and that's another guy that's on my list so just know that your name was on badass motherfuckers like that guy but um
1: Oh, you're a
0: man. Also a Chicago native. I don't know if you're a native, but um also a guy from Chicago, but this is a guy who had his whole career, had his whole arc, his story is told, the book is closed. But I haven't really found another wrestler that I that I love as much as him, you know, like I was a big fan of Daniel Bryan, you know, and I I feel like he's told a, a lot, like the bulk of his his mythology is maybe behind him. I don't know, but it's it's hard to get into new personalities, you know. Like I was a big mankind cactus jack guy right like his story his arc his mythology was legendary epic you know and and the wrestling lore is just so much fun it's really easy to get caught up on 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 being caught up i can't just watch everything i have to find the people that i love and i i follow them but even if someone doesn't come around until 2030 i'll still be there like a kid, um, watching and paying attention. I just love those. I just love those performers so much. It's the most unique art form there really is. You know, it's 360 theater, it's organized stunt choreography plus method acting. I mean, it's, it's quite insane. There's nothing like it. So hopefully if we ever do another podcast in the future, I'd love to just talk about that. So anything, man, I, I'm yeah, here wrestling. for you. Oh, hell a yeah. A whole
1: podcast on wrestling. Hell yeah, man. I'm I am in. It. I could do it. It's, it's, it. You're not missing out on much. It has gotten a lot better in the last couple of weeks, but you know, cause of the new year and new yeah. decade, they're probably doing a lot of transformations with their writing staff, but yeah, it's it's exciting to see where this is going to go.
0: Yeah. The, the road to WrestleMania, really um, that's when things start picking up and, and things, stories start congealing and, and all that. And hopefully nobody gets injured and everything, but, um, I always pay attention to it peripherally. And now that there's social media, like you can always see what, like, I don't know, Alexa bliss is doing on Instagram or something. So I kind of feel like I know, even though I don't know. And I just like watch ostensibly like the ESPN highlights, so to speak.
1: Yeah.
0: It's fun. Oh my
1: gosh, man. You make me want to go, I want to get into it now, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that'll be another two and a half hours if we
0: do. We'll do it, and next time we'll we'll Absolutely. go to three hours. I just want to be respectful of your time, just because you know um, it's the middle of the week. This no, is weird. Okay.
1: It's all good. I'm not. I made sure that I had enough time. So well, that's you know, why but. that's
0: that's why you're fucking special, man. But um, so you you made a few um, I just don't want them to be kind gestures. I I would. It would be really cool if you actually took some action on on some of these goals. I think you should make a podcast. We can talk about that anytime. You can pick my brain. It's it's way more it's way less complicated than you think. As far as your YouTube channel, you know, YouTube algorithm right now promotes people that are prolific. So you'd have to make something and stay at a certain schedule, maybe two or three uploads a week or if you're going to go weekly, maintain that yeah, schedule man, if it's going to be every Monday or, or every Thursday YouTube really recognizes that especially if you're an old channel you kind of have to um bring it back to life and like CPR that for sure but I, I i i implore you to get on TikTok and just do what you do on Snapchat but do it on TikTok and i mean you could what what happens if you have a million subs like what happens if you have a million followers what, what does that mean like I've never had it, that so I don't know. Bring it
1: on over to YouTube, and uh, well, there then, you go. We, then we get rolling even more. But yeah, I've, I've had a few uh, viral videos on, on Facebook. The last, it's been on. It's been weird because I've had like it, it all is on different platforms now. Yeah, like the viral thing on YouTube isn't as big for me at least as it is on other platforms now, and it's just it's weird how that stuff just takes off. It, you, there's no rhyme or reason, too, and it. I don't know. It's just wild, man. Um, it's wild know,
0: thing. G- Gary V talks about creating natively for each individual platform, right? So you probably wouldn't post Nutty Batouski videos on LinkedIn. You probably wouldn't do that. No, but, no. you know, it it exists. You know, there's some pictures and videos of you doing your thing, you know, that that would w- you know, yield more return on, on TikTok or Instagram or something like that. So people make a mistake in just uploading everything on everything, you know, then you're not really utilizing what makes every individual platform special. Um, right. I'm on your, your Facebook right now and I didn't even know you had one. So I'm, I'm following it now. I'll actually be up to date, but, uh, it's been such a blast to return to your content, man. It just reminds me of like when YouTube was fucking cool.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, it, it it has definitely changed, but it's uh, it's not going away. You know, it's just how you perceive it. It's 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 wild how much it has changed, but in essence, it, you just got to stick to what because that's what what makes viral trends good. You know, Be, people who stick with trends they don't last long. You know, they fizzle out in a couple months and then everybody forgets about them. But if you just stick to your own thing, that's what. That's that's my best word of advice to those listeners out there who haven't, who are, who are still trying to figure themselves out in their their style. Don't ever follow the the mainstream like Logan Paul because you're not Logan Paul. You're never going to be Logan Paul. There's only one of you, and if you stick to what you know, what you got going on in your own life, then. It'll it'll take off from there, and people will follow you. Don't try to follow others and what their trends are. Make the trends. You're a trendsetter. You're beautiful. You're sexy. <laughs> you're everything you can. You're everything you could be, people. So that's
0: that's um, beautiful. Oh,
1: I think my girlfriend's knocking on the door. Uh oh.
0: Well, there we go, man. I'm gonna cue some outro. <laughs> she's wondering music. what's
1: going on. She's working from home today, so oh, she gets it. She's she's like wondering, yeah, because I'm telling her about the podcast and everything. But how she? Yeah, doing? we'll probably. What?
0: How's she doing?
1: Oh, she's good.
0: That's she's great. She's good,
1: just walking around, doing this, doing her stuff.
0: Man, I'm so proud Inspired. of you. Look at you, David Cook. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm going to cue some outro music since you since you mentioned um, Spielberg and the John Williams era of, of of great, terrific cinematic music. So I couldn't think of a, a better song to that I think really encapsulated this energy. So thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. I love you. Keep a force filled around your heart and we'll see you next time.
1: to my good sir.